0: Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to 10, and 30-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, The Four-Hour School Day, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. You can find all three of those books on Amazon, and you can also find them at my website, DorendaWilson.com. Also, if you subscribe to my email list right now, you will receive free access to Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. That is a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. It's 31 days in God's Word, and this is a great way to kick off the new year when it comes back, uh, when it comes to getting back into God's Word you know, with the holidays and everything, sometimes it throws our Bible reading off. And it's really great to have a new and fresh resource to be able to help us um, start the new year off right. And what's better than a free resource, right? So I hope you'll subscribe to my email list. I would love to connect with you there. All right. I want to share an important resource with you that I know that you will love. It's Excel College. So the XL College hosts an amazing summer leadership camp, It and it's no secret now that more than ever before, it's vital for our teens to learn to think critically and live wisely as they navigate the world and become who God made them to be. My friends at Excel College are passionate about helping young leaders learn to discover God's truth, discern wisely, and live wholeheartedly, and have fun doing it. If the teenager in your home wants to grow in their faith while building lifelong friendships and going on the adventure of a lifetime, send them to Excel College's Summer Leadership Camp. It's a transformative journey where they will go on thrilling adventures like camping, rock climbing, and whitewater rafting, and receive expert training and certificates in categories from CPR to wilderness first aid. Apply now at thexlcamp.org and select Dorinda Wilson for $100 off the camp. I'll leave a link in the show notes and that information. I hope you'll go check them out. Now, some of you might remember that I did an episode back in October called Thoughts on concerns about 2024. I'll leave a link in the show notes if you missed that one. And now here we are. We are getting ready to launch into 2024. And I can't think of a better way to do that than bringing order to our homes as we launch into the new year. So today I'm going to talk about some simple ways that. I have personally, year after year, uh, used to go into the next year with peace and a lot less chaos. And couldn't we all use a little more of that, especially um, considering it could be a little bit of a wild year. Again, I will leave a link in the show notes to that other episode that I mentioned Now, before I dive into some of these simple ways that have been super helpful for our family, I wanna tell you quickly about a great math resource. Um, I had a mom who wrote me after sharing about CTC math, she and her family tried it, and this is what she had to say. She said, I took a leap of faith and tried CTC math for the kids. I kept hearing you talk about it on your super helpful and wonderful podcast. Our lives are so much better with this incredible program. My kids beg to do their math lessons first, and it has freed me up to work with the other kids more intentionally because I'm not struggling to teach concepts to frustrated children. Who can't relate to that, Right. This mom goes on to say, it is a wonder. I was planning to pay for a math tutor to come over and help, and now I don't have to search for one. Thank you. I've already told all of my homeschool mom friends. So moms, I encourage you to check out CTC Math at ctcmath.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Okay, let's dive into... Talking about regrouping for the new year. You know, for me, it's it's always been so important to transition into a new year with sort of a fresh start. And I think that's the wonderful thing about starting a new year is we have the opportunity to sort of take a deep breath and dive into a new year with maybe some new goals, some changes in our, ha- in our practices and our rhythms and our habits um, that help us better love and serve our families, better love and serve the Lord. And these things really, I'm just going to say off out of the get-go here, that they need to be prayed about. You know, we can come up with all kinds of great ideas, and you're going to run across all kinds of things on the internet to help you. And it's really easy to jump on board um, with some of those things without actually praying about it. So that's the first thing that I really want to emphasize to you is even over the things that I share today, you know your family, you know the season you're in, you know what your family needs far better than I do. And so maybe you're just gonna pick and choose. Maybe there won't be anything here for you, um, but maybe you'll just get a little inspiration and some encouragement. But at the end of the day, um, what I want for you is to listen to, to the voice of the Lord as he you know, just sort of directs you as you go into the new year when it comes to your family and bringing order to your home and and regrouping for the new year. So one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this is that it's really just, it's a great week to process and pray through the new year. So maybe you're listening and we're a little bit into January and you never had a chance to do that. Maybe it would be a good idea to take a few days and step back and um, take some of the things that I've suggested and put them into place, if you think they're going to be helpful for your family, you know. Sometimes we end up going into the new year and uh, not really thinking too much about it because we're just try- just trying to recover. Um, but hopefully, there'll be some things here that can help set you on track as you go into the new year. The second reason that I wanted to talk about this is that we can feel very disoriented and quite frankly, exhausted and overwhelmed after the holidays. You know, we're just kind of coming up for a breath. And I know some of you are great about keeping December super chill. Um, But I know for my family, a lot of times just things just Sort of escalate a lot of times, especially as you get closer to Christmas. It happens to all of us. and there's there's no perfect way to do christmas. we We just try to do the best we can. We try to follow the Lord's lead. But again, at this point in the game in the game, we're now thinking about, okay, we've got to go back to real life, but we've got, all this Christmas stuff. You know, we've got the the presents that have been opened. We've got, the tree is still up. The decorations are up. So where do we, where do we go from here? So I'm just going to talk about what has worked for our family and hopefully it'll be an encouragement and maybe you'll find some things helpful for yours. But what I found is that not only do I typically feel disoriented about this time of year, um, my kids do too. My kids are usually out of sorts. They've had way too much sugar. They haven't had a regular schedule per se um, for maybe a few weeks just because things have come up or whatever. They've, like I said, eaten more junk. We haven't eaten like normally. And kids really, they really do find security in routine. And so a lot of times my kids were out of sorts and they needed me and moms, they need us to bring order to their world. So so that's our job as moms is to nurture our children. And part of nurturing them physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually is to bring things back in order um, to a place where they can start um feeling like things are normal again, and sort of normalizing the emotions, normalizing the schedule, all of that, because it helps our kids uh, get back into homeschooling, get back into that learning mode. And that can be a little bit of a, take some time. So a little bit of a transition from the holiday hoopla to normal everyday life. So I, I always found that there there needed to be a bit of a transition over to that. I needed to leave margin that we weren't just going to jump right in the next Monday and start in, you know, whole hog with our entire normal schedule. So the first thing that I would do is to think through how I could simplify Um, because, you know, everything's been a little more complicated with the holidays and now we're going to into January. And I know that a lot of people struggle with January because it's It's there's not a lot going on. You go from a ton going on to nothing and it's a big, big change. But it's also a wonderful time to take a step back and take a breather. I really believe God gave us January, February to just sort of take advantage of the darker days to rest more. Like that's really what our bodies tend to want to do. Um, And sometimes we fight that because we want to like, we think we have to keep the same uh, momentum up during the winter, but I don't think that that really jives with um, how God created us. And I think that we're made to sort of flow a little bit more with the seasons. And so taking a breather, taking a step back and simplifying for four weeks or eight weeks, maybe commit to that for, you know, the month of January, at least where you're just going to take it slow. But the place I would always start is you know the thing that has to happen three times a day it's the meals right so we're going to simplify our meals again during the holidays we we typically eat more sugar than normal we eat foods we don't normally eat and so going back to a really simple healthy meal plan, Um, one that's even budget-friendly to kind of help recover from the costs of Christmas. You know, we maybe would use a a more, we would do more like lentil soups and split pea soups, bean soups, that kind of thing. Or when I go to make tacos, I'm going to take my ground beef and I'm going to add a can of pinto beans or refried beans to it and stretch it. And that seemed to work really well for us. So, Soups are a great uh, inexpensive way to feed everybody well and, and uh, help keep them healthy. I love doing um, like a meat stock. I have a favorite recipe for that. And I will actually leave a link in the show notes for it. It's super easy. And I love it. I love to just turn it into soup and maybe I'll take some of the broth out and put it in the fridge and just have it there to warm up and drink periodically. Then it's also there. If somebody starts to feel a little icky or whatever, you've got that broth right there for them to to sip on. So plan simple, healthy meals involving some nice winter vegetables and some winter fruits like squash and apples and pumpkin and things like that. Um, And then avoid... We would avoid sugar really completely and really lean into fruits and vegetables for snacks. One of the things I like to do was to put out a a snack tray. I would just leave it out pretty much all afternoon, sometimes even in the mornings. And I would just, when I wanted my kids to eat more vegetables, I would just make a tray and I'd put you know, cucumbers and celery and carrots. It can be super simple like that. And maybe some homemade ranch dressing in the middle and I would just leave it out. Those kids would by the end of the day, typically eat that entire tray. But if I had offered it to them and said, here, I want you to eat this many, you know, vegetables, they wouldn't have been nearly as enthusiastic. But when you leave it out and they're they're just walking by, they'll just grab it and eat it. And it's a great way to get some more fruits and vegetables in them. I also like to do, uh, I have a green drink that I like to make. It's not typically, it's not very kid friendly, but things like that can be really great. Smoothies, that kind of thing um, can be super helpful in sort of getting some more fruits and veggies into our kids, but- Um, Again, avoiding sugar, going for fruits and veggies, a a veggie tray, drinking lots of water. Um, Some herbal teas can be great. Um, We really kind of, I feel like need to um, work on rebuilding our immune systems in January. There's a lot of sickness usually flying around about then and our systems are down from lack of sleep and sugar and things like that. And so if we go back to this really simple eating plan and we're incorporating you know, more fruits and veggies and water and good herbal teas, and maybe you're gonna to wanna to throw some elderberry syrup in there, um, some things to just sort of boost the immune system that can be a great way to to keep from getting the things that are inevitably going to be going around in January. Another area that we simplify in is our schedule. So we would always start with our skeleton schedule. So our skeleton schedule was just getting the basics done. The kids getting up, making their beds, you know, having the the room inspections, um, having breakfast, clean up from breakfast, garbage out, laundry gathered, you know, all those things that sort of help get the house in order for the day. So we make sure those things would happen. And the thing that we have to really keep in mind why a skeleton schedule can be such a good idea is because a lot of times kids need extra Training and discipline to get back on track. And if we don't leave margin for that, we end up getting impatient with them and we end up not disciplining properly. And so, what we want to do is leave margin in our day, knowing that our kids are going to need a little extra of that right now until they're back in the rhythm and the routine of our normal schedule. I don't think it's fair to expect them to jump from um, the Christmas holiday thing right back into the normal schedule 100%. I think starting very slow and easy and easing our way back into it is really the best way to do it. When you see that things are going well and the kids seem to be getting getting their chores done and in a pretty timely way, you're not having a lot of trouble, then you can start to add in. I would start to add in the schoolwork. But before we even did that, I typically would um, get my house in order after Christmas. So the thing that I find is true, and, and I don't know if this is true for you as well, but most moms I talk to agree that they think much more clearly when their homes are in order. And so with that in mind, knowing that it affected my mental health and and how I responded to the kids, we would make that a priority over getting back into the schoolwork. So we would go ahead and maybe take several days after Christmas um, to kind of work ourselves back into the skeleton schedule. But then instead of doing schoolwork, we're taking the ornaments off the tree, taking the tree down and out. The kids are helping with this. We're taking down the Christmas decorations. Typically what we like to do is take down the decorations that are clearly Christmas, like nativities and and things like that, um, but snowmen and uh, red lights and white lights and things that are just sort of cozy winter feeling, we go ahead and leave up through January and February just to so it's not so bare in the house and it's just warm and friendly because we really the little twinkly lights are so so cozy in the winter. So we would take the definite Christmas stuff down and we would put that away. So it would clear some things out of our house and give us a little uh, more uh, visual space, and that seemed to really like ease up my my mental strain and just knowing that we were set in terms of the house being in order um, and as far as decor, I I decorate seasonally, so I knew I knew once we got all the 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 definite Christmas things down that what was up could stay up till the end of February, 1st of March. So I could put that out of my mind. And typically what would also accompany this is a really good clean. So as you're putting things away, stuff gets knocked on the floor and, you know, obviously the tree leaves a mess. We get all that cleaned up and we get our house in order. And then once we feel like our house is in order, if I'm left with extra time, um, like just say I planned uh, for the rest of, the week before January 1st, I decided um I was just going to try to get the Christmas stuff down and and put away in the house clean and that's it. But I ended up with a little extra time. We got it done quicker. Then tackle some of those closets that have been driving you crazy. So that's another great thing to, you know, just pick your hot spots. So like maybe there's a there's a closet that you Every, almost every single day or a cupboard that you go, I hate this cupboard so much. Things are falling out, it's driving me nuts. Put a kid on that job and just administrate, get get kids on these different tasks and tackle things yourself. And just to that, to, till you get to that point where you can kind of take a deep breath and go, okay, now we're ready for the next thing. Then then we would go into, our family would go into um, starting to add Schoolwork. Because by the time the kids worked with me on cleaning and organizing the house, they were ready to get back to their schoolwork. Like, yeah, we've had enough of that. So that that seemed to work really well. And so uh getting the house in order and then going, you know, start with your skeleton schedule and then work getting the house in order into that and then when that's done then slowly add the schoolwork back in. And the other thing that I like to do during this time is leave time for rest in the afternoons. We really do need extra rest in the winters. You know, sometimes it's going to bed earlier and sleeping in a little bit more, but also I think having some quiet time in the afternoon. Often this is the time of year when our kids Don't go outside as much. And so I think it's really important, at least it was for me, for my mental health, to have a quiet time every day. And I honestly had that year round. Um, I never stopped that. But in the winter, I found that I appreciated it that much more. And then of course, you know, in terms of our own personal life, we're gonna be praying over um, habits and practices that we personally might need to, change or want to tweak. You know, maybe we haven't been in the Word. We didn't feel like we were in the Word enough last year and we want to be in it more. Okay, so how are we going to do that? We're going to ask the Lord for wisdom to show us how we can work that in to our coming days, maybe um, tweaking our schedule a little bit so that we have that time with the Lord. Um, praying over schoolwork. Think about what's what has worked um, in the past few months and and what isn't doesn't seem to be working and just be, we have to be honest with ourselves and then maybe decide we're going to change some things and tweak some things. Uh, Pray over any goals for 2024. I always like to talk to my husband about any, um, about those things and concerning the kids' schoolwork, but also any family habits and practices that might need tweaking or changing, maybe screen time habits Uh, Getting outside habits, you know, if you're not, don't feel like you've been getting outside enough, maybe you're going to want to change that habit. Um, The practice of family worship, what does that look like for your family? For us, it looked like um, just reading the Bible at the dinner table when everyone was already there. That was the best uh, plan for our family because we did have dinner together every night. So it made it um, so that our Bible reading could be a lot more regular because we were going to sit down and eat every night. And when we made that part of our practice, it really helped us stay in the Word. I I do have a link. I'll leave a link in the show notes to uh, basically kind of a simplifying family worship. It's a super encouraging episode with Steve Demi, And so I'll leave that in the show notes as well. Um, Maybe another habit or practice that needs tweaking is making sure that we're taking time for our marriages. This is just such a good time of year to step back and ask ourselves questions. How is my marriage doing? What could we do to uh, nurture it more. And you can have that conversation with your husband and pray about it and, and see where you land with that. Um, pray about each child and talk to your husband about each child. How do you think they're doing? This is something we actually used, my husband and I used to do weekly, especially when we had teenagers, because they seemed to be just developing and changing so quickly. We were having a hard time keeping up. So we would just go through every kid um, we just go on a date or have some quiet time together and just go through each kid. How do we think they're doing? What do, you th- what do we think needs work and how do we want to approach that? Um, how's the schoolwork going? What needs to be tweaked with that? Um, again, I loved having these conversations with my husband because he would always make things simpler than I would and he would have very simple solutions. I tend to overthink, um, but... Taking the time to think these things through and not just rushing forward without being intentional, um, I think can be incredibly helpful for our personal lives, our marriages and our family lives, I think the thing we have to be careful of as we're processing all of these things that I just mentioned is not to overwhelm ourselves with too many changes because we have to do something that's sustainable. So if you're going to tweak something or change something, you have to ask yourself, is this actually sustainable? Because typically we can only make a few tweaks at a time. And then get in that habit of making, of doing those things, and then we can make changes again in, uh, or add more tweaks and changes in, you know, a couple of months when these other things have become a habit. But we have to prioritize the most important habits and practices that affect us and our family most deeply. Um, or would make a much better quality of life. So in other words, what is, we have to ask ourselves, what is or what would bring life to our family? So what is bringing life to our family and what is not? And what would bring more life to our family? What could we change or add that would Um, breathe more life into our family life, into our marriage, into our homeschooling. So these are just a few suggestions that um, I thought I would throw out there today. Hopefully you'll be able to pick and choose some that will be helpful to you. Um, The last thing that I wanna mention is my favorite family planner. Um, I I mean, I'm I'm not trying to sell this. I don't get any money for for. Telling you about this planner and there are a million planners out there and I know that people have their favorites, but if you're looking for one and you want just a simple one, um, one that I've been using, I want to say somewhere between 15 and 20 years is called the Amy Knapp Family Planner. And what I like about it is it's spiral bound. When you open it up and have it laying on the kitchen counter, it, every your whole week is right there. So you don't have to turn pages. It's all right there. So on the left, you have a tear-off sheet for groceries. So as the week progresses, I just keep adding to my grocery list and then I can tear that off and take it with me to the grocery store. And I know a lot of people do this stuff on their phones, but I'm old and old-fashioned and I like a hard copy of it. So I tear that off or at the very least, I take a picture of it on my phone and take it with me. And then there are things to do on the left and then there are things to pray for. And then on the right, you have all seven days with a nice, decent-sized block of, of, you know, for each day, so you can write different things in there that you want to write in there. And then there's a tear-off sheet on the right side that is for menu planning. So it's very basic, very straightforward, um, and I've just really appreciated it, and I probably keep using it just because it is so familiar, and I don't really want to switch gears, but... I'll leave a link in the show notes in case you're looking for a planner or would just like to check it out. So anyway, I hope these things were helpful. We are heading into 2024, so happy new year to you. I am looking forward to spending this next year with you. I've got some great things that the Lord has laid on my heart to do this year with you. Um, Very specific mentoring and discipleship type things. And I will be telling you about that in the next podcast episode. So join me um, on Monday for the next episode. I would love to connect with you there, and I hope um, that you are having a wonderful, wonderful new year. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for your kindness and your goodness to us, Lord. We thank you for making us the keepers of our homes. Thank you for giving us wisdom along the way to know how to best care for our homes, to bring order to our homes, to nurture our children. Lord, give us wisdom in how to do these things um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. God, I pray for every mom here as she transitions into the new year, that she would transition into it with hope, with um, wisdom, and with direction from you, Lord. And I pray that that direction would be simple. It would not be overwhelming because I don't believe that you want to overwhelm us. Lord, you are so good and so kind and you understand that we get overwhelmed easily. So Father, we pray for simplicity to our plan and we pray for wisdom so that as we walk out our priorities in this coming year, that we would honor you and glorify you and we would bless our families and those around us. In Jesus' name, amen.